How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast here at Spotify. And you know what? I kind of have an interesting slash fucked up thing to talk to you guys about today. And a lot of it has got to do with, like, profiling and police. Now, I know I've said before on the podcast that I am very, like, I'm very pro-cops. All right, not for, like, not for any reason. I'm not all about that, like, fuck the police lifestyle, I'm not all about that, like, you know, renegade, rebel, live it out type of thing, because there have been times where I have legit had to call the cops, I have had, like, two houses of mine get broken into, I have had crazy crackheads outside my house in the neighborhood that I, like, used to live in, I have had things happen that just required police attention, like nothing there was there's there's literally nothing that like a normal civilian could have done in those situations i mean yeah everybody's always on about this whole like well you know if the cops can handle it you could handle it yourself type of thing and i mean i get it but at the same time like it's kind of fucked up that so many people hate someone just because they're a cop but this is one of my stories where i got a little bit upset with the cops here in the city that I live in now. Now, I'm not going to say the name again of the city in this episode. If you want to find it out, go and listen to a bunch of other episodes because I'm not trying to call anybody out or upset any particular officers or make anybody feel like I'm like targeting them. And again, this podcast, I love each and every single one of you. I am not targeting a specific minority. I am not targeting a specific part of town, part of the country, political party, sex, gender, race, what you identify as or what you don't identify as i really don't it doesn't matter to me love is love we should all love each other the same and tonight episode tonight's episode tonight episode tinnitus um is coming to you i'm i'm sober tonight spending time with the family chilling with the baby at home wife's at work kids are asleep having a great old time so that that's what's happening tonight but I want to talk about an incident that happened in my personal life about, I think it was last week. It was either this week or last week where I wasn't really like pulled over by a cop, but I was, however, like stopped by an officer walking home at night. Now, to those of you that know, I work at a convenience store. I I might as well just say it. I work at a fucking 7-Eleven, right? As a second job for nights, it's fun. It's not that hard. Like it's, it's extra money in the house. And I work three to 11. Now, a lot of the time people don't show up to work at these type of jobs until late. People are late. People call off all the time because it's minimum wage. And if there's something that somebody has to do that's better than working a minimum wage job, all power to you, go do that thing. Go work that thing. Go make yourself into something. And the job can like, you know, kind of come second, depending on what you're doing. As long as what you're doing is, you know, something you love, I'm a thousand percent for it. I'm also drinking a monster. I got the new zero sugar, regular monster. It's pretty good. That's neither here nor there. So I'm walking home one night and it's a busy ass night at work. You know, there's a lot of homeless dudes outside. I had to kick a, kick a few people out. I was like, man, like, I don't care what you guys are doing. Just, you know, don't be doing it here. You know, go walk down the street. There's a whole ass parking lot between us and another fast food restaurant. Like, go do your thing, but don't do it here. I don't care what they do. I don't care if you guys want to like smoke crack or whatever. If you are listening to this and you're a drug addict on the street, like, hey, you know what? You're, you're making that decision. That's your life. But again, just like with everything else in the world, don't force it on the rest of the people that are around you. And this guy that I got pissed at is literally lighting up a fucking torch right next, right next to a basket of propane tanks. And for those of you that don't know what I mean by a basket of propane tanks, if you go down to your local 7-Eleven, AM, PM, whatever fucking gas station that you happen to go to, there's usually a big ass metal cage out front that has propane tanks inside of it that people get you hook it up to your grill that's your grill fuel all right now that is what most people use for grilling and it, i mean it works right it works it's pretty much either that charcoal or if you're really fancy wood if you're really crazy get a smoker 
but nine times out of 10, you're gonna go pick up a propane tank or take it somewhere that they fill them and that's what you're gonna use. And I told this dude, hey man, you can smoke, you can do whatever you wanna do, just don't be sitting on the ground right next to propane tanks sparking up a big ass torch like that. Crackhead gets pissed at me, wants to know what the fuck I'm on about, starts wanting to fight me, getting pissed off, all butthurt, whatever. He, he ends up packing up his shit and leaving because I called 911. Now, this is my first interaction with the police this night is they show up an hour and a half later after I'm already getting ready to leave and want to know why I called them. And I told them, well, there was a guy outside getting pissed off trying to smoke a crack pipe right next to the propane tanks. And I really didn't want my store to get blown up. And he didn't want to leave until I kept asking him like over and over again, telling him, hey, man, you got to go. Finally, he decided to pack up his shit and leave because you guys took an hour and a half to get here. And they proceeded to give me the whole spiel about like, well, we get busy. Uh, sometimes there's more important things going on. There's more important stuff to do. We can't always be at the beck and call of every, you know, every person that calls. And I was like, what's the point then? And he goes, what do you mean? What's the point? I was like, what is the point then? What is the point of having a number that I'm supposed to call in an emergency if you're not going to get here like it's an emergency? What is the point of calling a number and just basically having to sit there, suck it up and deal with it myself? And what happens if something happened to me or like a coworker, or somebody got in trouble or somebody got stabbed or somebody got shot or the guy pulled out like, I don't know, a fucking Uzi and just decided to shoot everyone in the parking lot and come into my store, you know? Crazier, crazier shit has happened. And believe me, like, I know all the people listening to this right now are like, an Uzi, and I'm like, y'all haven't heard of Los Angeles, have you? Crazier shit happens, all right? Crazier shit happens. So the cop proceeds to give me a lecture about how, like, sometimes some things are more important than others. And I'm looking at him going, in this town, there's not a whole lot going on besides people probably either selling or distributing drugs, drunk driving, and, like, domestic calls for whatever reason whether it's like you know people getting into a fight stuff getting broken people getting drunk parties getting shut down and there's so many cops in this city that again last night when i was walking back from the store there's a two or three of them just sitting in the big ass parking lot right next to where i'm at where there's a furniture outlet just sitting in a parking lot having a conversation i'm thinking to myself i'm like wow they really have better things to do so this cop gets a little bit upset with me thankfully for me his partner walks in. I knew his partner. His partner used to come buy stuff from the other gas station I was at for years. Every single day, twice a day, once at, once at the beginning of the night, once at like six o'clock in the morning. And I know their sergeant captain because where I used to live, she used to live right around the corner from us. And I used to, you know, I had that electric scooter that I posted videos on. I miss that thing sometimes. But we would go riding around the neighborhood. I'd go for rides at night stoned as hell just to kind of like i don't know do something and she used to see me ride by all the time because she'd be sitting in a garage playing her music having a beer or two like just you know being a good person she'd be like hey hon i'd be like hi how's it going i continue riding through the neighborhood at like 16 miles an hour just chilling having a good old time and i asked his partner i said don't you think it's important that you guys respond to an emergency 911 call like it's an emergency 911 call and he goes look man he gave me the polite response where he was telling me hey man it's been a crazy night like a lot of shit's been happening since coachella fest and stagecoach left town like he was explaining to me that there's been like another big fentanyl outbreak which by the way to anybody my age or younger who's out there walking around and somebody comes up and offers you some shit do not buy it from them, at least not in like the Coachella Valley right now, because fentanyl at the moment is running like rampant. And I don't know how and I don't know why, but I guess it started in Desert Hot Springs. It's worked its way here to the east side of the valley where like people are just going nuts for it. And it's kind of scary because like I have had four dudes try to fight me this week alone working at 7-Eleven and I've decided I'm going to start working out just to bulk up a bit so maybe maybe people will decide to not want to fuck with me so much because let's be real i don't have very big muscles but i need to work on that like i really need to work on that i mean i'm not like out of shape i'm just not in great shape round as a shape right but either way my whole point here is this cop explained the situation 
the other cop just gave me a bunch of bullshit excuses saying there's just more important things to do. Had they told me that they had just gone to another call where somebody had literally a meth lab set up and a bunch of people were smoking fentanyl and crack and like a girl had almost died, then yeah, I would have been more understanding because, okay, cool, I could deal with one homeless guy. Hell, I could deal with him blowing up the front half of my store with propane tanks. If it means, you know, a little girl's life gets saved, I'm okay with that. But then, two days later, I'm walking home from work. And I get 100% pulled over by a cop. And mind you, I had on my jacket, my, my like windbreaker hoodie with the hood up. I had my headphones on. I was scrolling through my music on my Spotify, on my phone. And I don't even remember like what prompted it, but I was walking and this cop pulled up, pulled up, passed me, made a U-turn, an illegal U-turn, mind you, at the light, swore back around and pulled into literally the entrance of my apartments and flashed his lights. And I was like, oh, maybe you got called to the apartments. These guys get called here all the time. And no. This cop looks at me walking down the street and is saying something to me. Like, I see him roll the window down and, like, start yelling. And I pull my headphones off real quick because I had the big-ass JBL Bluetooth over-the-ear headphones with the noise canceling. And I couldn't hear shit this guy was saying to me. So I turn on my inner white boy. Mind you, I had just taken, like, two hits of my stizzy when I was walking down the street. I thought maybe that's why he was pulling me over. So real quick, I just had my elf bar in my hand and the cop goes, he goes, hey, what are you smoking? What are you smoking walking down the street like that, huh? I look at him and I said, oh, nothing officer. Like, it's just these elf bars. It's it's a vape. Like I'm quitting smoking cigarettes. And this cop goes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anything on you, any drugs, any weapons, any this, any that, where are you coming from tonight, sir? And I looked at him and I looked down at my shirt because my jacket was open and I was like, well, I work at the 7-Eleven right there on the corner and I kind of like pointed at it. And he's like, what are you doing walking around so late? And I was like, well, uh, officer, I get off at 11. He goes, it's 11.42. And I was like, okay, well, the person that was coming in after me was late. Like I told him like, she was late. I'm just going home. He goes, you know, there's a lot of people running around this neighborhood right now causing trouble. Are you causing trouble with me? And the dude sounded like, he literally sounded like a fucking redneck. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. The dude sounded like a redneck. And I asked him, I was like, sir, just by chance, I'm like, are you from here? He goes, I'm from Georgia. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. So I pull my hoodie down, like, so he could see my face more. Like, and he looks at me and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, sir. And I was like, sorry for what? And I shit you not. This cop looks at me with a straight face and goes, I thought you were Mexican. And some part of me wanted to laugh and be like, well, no, obviously not. But then I looked at him and I was like, really? You wanted to pull me over and harass me because you thought I was Mexican. Now, my wife is Mexican. My daughter is half Mexican. My whole, like, my whole in-law family is Mexican, Hispanic, Mexican, Latino, whatever you want to say. Like, I I don't want to pick one word. I don't know. I don't know the correct terminology and I don't want to offend anybody. So I apologize. Somebody comment on this or go on Twitter and tell me, like, if you're Mexican, should I say Mexican? Should I say Latino? Should I say, like, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't want to offend anybody. My fullest apologize, apologizes. My fullest apologies. I love all of you. Every single every single person in the world, I love you no matter what race you are, what country you're from, like what you've done with your life. I love you if you have that desire to be a good person and you are a good person, you're spreading like, spreading it out into the universe, those good vibes. Like you are my favorite fucking people on the planet. Every single person on this planet deserves as many chances as it takes to be good and deserves as much happiness as I am lucky to have with my family. Now, this is where things get interesting between me and this cop, because I looked at him and I asked him, so you're only stopping me because you thought I was Mexican and smoking something. And he goes, well, I ain't heard much about them vape things. He goes, but I heard it's a good way to quit. Like he literally said, it's a good way to quit cigarettes. I was like, yeah, I'm quitting smoking cigarettes. And I knew already that I was irritable 
because I was quitting smoking cigarettes. I hadn't had a cigarette in like seven hours or something like that. I had one at the beginning of my shift, like a couple hours in, and that was it. And I'll admit, after like a day and a half, like I feel better. Like, I feel more motivated to do things like record this podcast. I feel more like connected in a weird kind of way because I'm not going outside every like two or three hours to go smoke. I'll open the door, hit my vape two or three times, and then I'm good for like an hour or two. And I'll get that like little craving for nicotine and I'll go, I'll hit my vape a couple times and then I'm good. Now, the uh, the thing that really, 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 really pissed me off with this cop was he tried to get back in his car and just act like it was like no big deal. And I asked him, I'm like, you know where you are, right? And he asked me, he goes, what does that mean? And I said, you know what city you're in? Like, you know what part of town you're in? This part of town is called Gateway. I won't say what city it's in for my own privacy reasons, but like, I was like, this place is called Gateway. And if you keep pulling people over because they're Mexican, I'm like, you're gonna be pulling over like 80% of the population of this town. I said, you should really just like, you know, don't, don't say that. And he kind of got like, he goes, he's like, all right, you're going to tell me how to do my job. You're going to tell me how to do this. This is what do you, you know, what do you know? What do you know? And I was like, you know what, officer? I'm like, you can take my advice or you can leave it. I was like, am I being detained or am I free to be, am I free to be let go? And he looks at me and he goes, did I say you were free to go? And this is the part where it gets interesting. Let me take my phone off the stand and go take a hit of the stizzy real quick. So. Hold on, gotta sneak past the rooms, leaving the office. Don't wanna disturb the children. <sighs> We're back outside, it's fresh, windy air. So, what ends up happening is he starts asking me all these questions that don't pertain at all to like anything that we were discussing. He starts asking where I'm headed. He starts asking what I'm doing. He starts asking what I'm smoking again. And then he gets to the point where like he wants to search my pockets and I politely yet firmly declined. I told him straight up, I'm like, I don't consent to any searches or seizures. I haven't given you probable cause or reason. Smoke the rest of my joint from yesterday. So, he starts asking me all these questions. And then he proceeds to tell me, well, how come you don't consent to searches and seizures? And I explained to him that I was completely cooperative. There was no reason to even pull me over. He had already admitted that it was because he thought I was Mexican that he pulled me over. I know this sounds like a really drawn out explanation, but this whole conversation happened in a matter of like five, 10 minutes. And I ended up asking him yet again, am I being detained or am I free to be, am I free to be let go? And then he makes a comment about wanting to see my ID. To which all I did was ask why? Like, why do you need to see my ID, officer? And he goes, I just like to know who I'm talking to. Bullshit. Now, I admit, I have been arrested. I do not have a criminal record record. But there is some stuff on there that, like, I'm not proud of. And... He proceeded to push and push and push. And I just, I just bullshitted him. I'm like, look, man, I don't have it. Like I left it at home. There's a fire truck leaving my apartments. I just told him, I'm like, I don't have it on me. I left it at home. Like, sorry, I just don't have it. 
And that was the honest to God's truth because I did not take my ID with me to work that day. I had my wallet, which had my social and other things that he probably could have identified me through in it, but I didn't lie. Technically, I didn't have my ID on me. There are two fire engines leaving my apartments. I think this is where they do their training. Can you guys hear it? That is the really long fire truck going out of my apartments, which is a really tiny squeeze for a big ass vehicle like that. But bottom line, what ends up happening is I don't really admit much to this cop besides I'm going home. I live in these apartments that you're parked in front of. I would like to go home now. And because he didn't have anything else to go off of, he just kind of let me go. But I got the whole speech about like, oh, you know, be careful going out at night like this. You never know when something bad's gonna happen to you. And I asked him, I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? And he just got in his car and left. He left pissed off. He backed up real quick and took off. And again, this whole confrontation only took maybe 10 minutes. And for the fullest duration of that 10 minute conversation, sneaking back past the children now. throw this dizzy down on the table for the whole duration of this 10 minute conversation it was just like super fucking awkward between me and this officer and i really didn't know like where to take this conversation and like i know i'm entitled to ask certain questions like what am i being stopped for what am i being detained for but i try to not be a dick to cops like you know i get it they're just doing a job they're doing what they're tr they think they should be doing to protect like our city, our, our, our property, our, our citizens, our whatever. And I guess to a lot of people, that's just like, that's rough. Or that's like, you know, they don't feel like answering any questions or giving any information. And I guess you're entitled to that if you got the money to afford like a lawyer or something. But the, the, the dilemma that I'm having is... I want to be in favor of the cops because I know that nine times out of 10, they're good people and they're only doing like what they think they should be doing to help us, to protect us, you know, protect and serve all that. But I really just genuinely don't understand why some cops are complete dicks. For example, Yet another time that the, I had an interaction with police officers, I had left my house in a gated community to go to the store and get some snacks late at night. It was quarantine times. Like I wore my work shirt because I worked at that other, I worked at the Arco, the other gas station. And so I was like, oh, if I'm wearing a work shirt, I can just explain to a cop that I'm an essential worker and I'm on my way to work. So I walked to work by like, I bought like two packs of smokes, a monster, a Dr. Pepper, a couple bags of Doritos, a big ass thing of ranch dip, and then a big ass thing of cheese dip. And like a candy bar, I think. I spent quite a bit of money this night at the gas station. I was stoned as hell. I bought like two bottles of water and I left and walked home. Now, on my way back home, there is a cop at my neighbor's house. I guess there had been some sort of dispute and the cops were investigating it. And I'm walking up to my house and this cop walks up to me and he goes, Hey, hey, where are you headed? What are you doing? And flashes his flashlight at me. Like bright as hell in my eyes. And I was like, oh, dude, like, wait, what the fuck? And at this point, like, I was kind of on the come down because I stopped and chatted with my coworkers for a bit before leaving. And so I wasn't like stone stoned anymore. I was just kind of that slow after being high kind of feeling. Or like when it like it peaks and then you start to like, like hit the come down. So I was ready to go inside, play video games for a few hours and then go to bed because I was off this night. It's kind of like, where are you going? I'm like, well, I literally live right here. Like, this is my house. Like, and there was a pin cat, a pin pad on the gate. The cop looks at me, goes, oh, you live here. I was like, yeah. And he goes, open the gate then. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like typed in the pin pad and opened the gate to our courtyard. 
So I start walking in and this cop like walks up like he's gonna come into my house. And I looked at him, I'm like, officer, is there a problem? Like, is there any reason that you need to come into my, like my home when you're already dealing with the neighbors next door? And he like looks at me and looks up at the cameras and looks at me and he goes, I'd like to know if there's any evidence of the disturbance on those cameras. I guess the husband and wife had gotten into a fight. So I was like, oh sure. So I reached for my pocket to pull out my phone which has my app on it that had the cameras. And I was like, let me check if they picked up anything. And the cop was like, no region, no region, and backs up real quick. And I was like, look, man, look, man, it's just getting my phone. It has the app that detects any noise or any like loud disturbances or like anything moving in front of us, like in front of the house and all that, that like will let me know if anything happened if we recorded it. Can I do that? And I just kind of looked at him for a few seconds and he kind of like looks me up and down and goes, all right, sure, sure, sure. So I pull out my phone and I'm standing there with him going through the security footage. My roommate walks out, asks what the hell's going on. I tell him what's going on. He goes back inside and like goes to bed. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, I'm out then. And as we're standing there going through the security footage, he, my roommate sends me a text that says, smoke a bowl in a bit with question mark. And I swiped it up just to get it out of the way because I was a little bit busy at the moment. And this cop is like, what was that? What was that about smoking? I'm like, oh, me and my roommate, I was like, we smoke weed. We smoke cannabis. Like, it's completely legal in California. This cop was like, oh, all right, all right, whatever, whatever. Just don't be doing it, like, out on the out in the streets and, like, you know, doing all that shit. And he's like, I have to deal with people all the time for public intoxication for marijuana. So if you guys smoke, I don't want to see you out of the house again. I don't want to see you on the streets anymore. And I was like, no, sir. Like, I got my snacks already. Like, I'm good. And this cop stares at me for a solid like minute and a half. And I'm just like, okay, anything else I can do for you, officer? He's like, no, 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 no. Just don't be out on the streets again tonight. So we go through the security footage. We finish going through it. And it caught like them yelling. And I guess like the husband like went out to the car and was like sitting for a bit. And then when it detected when he came back in and then there was more yelling and the sound of something breaking on their security camera. And the cop asked me, he goes, can you send me those? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he gives me a cell phone number and I send him the, like, the clips and like that was going to be their evidence. I wasn't allowed to interfere with that. Like, I mean, I could have said, no, you can't see my personal footage, but I'm not a dick. And if I can help somebody, I'm going to try to do it. Especially when you're high and a cop comes up to you and tells you things and asks you questions. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. And he goes, so technically you're a witness. And I was like, no, technically my house is a witness. I said, I was at work. I'm like, you know, duh. And... This cop goes, well, all right, all right, all right. Whatever, we won't send you any court paperwork. So he sends me the paperwork anyway. Like two weeks later, he took down my address and everything and said that I was a witness to the incident through my security camera footage. Yeah, that's that's what that's that's what that said. And some other legal bullshit and things about how I needed to appear in court to validate it. And so I ended up just going to the courthouse telling the people what happened, writing a witness incident report. So that way I didn't have to physically be there. I just made a report. And yeah, that was all I had to do for that. But after he was done dealing with the neighbors next door, he left and I see the cop car turn back around and come back down the street and park like two houses down from us with the lights off. And I text my roommate back. I'm like, yeah, let's go smoke in the backyard. So we go into the backyard and we're smoking and everything. And like all of a sudden you just hear these like, police sirens turn on and the car take off i guess he was like trying to see if we were gonna smoke out front or anywhere in public view and he was gonna fucking write us a ticket or some shit and i was like dude what the hell like i did everything you wanted me to do but then like for a week after that we'd randomly see a cop like the suv driving down the street real slow and it would always slow way down in front of our house and one day, me and my buddy happened to be in the garage smoking a joint with the garage door cracked. And we see, we hear like a car coming down the street and slow way down. And I was like, oh, it's the cop. And we didn't think anything of it, but he left a little note tucked into our door that said like city code, blah, 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 whatever. No consumption of cannabis in public view with like a bunch of exclamation points. And I was like, he left us a fucking note because we were smoking in our garage. Well, all right, cool. So we would literally wait 
and or we'd just go smoke in the backyard where nobody gave a shit. It wasn't public view at all. It was completely like walled off with a house between us and the street. So yeah, after that, pretty much everything was good. Like I didn't really have any more bad experiences with the cops until recently. In fact, most of my experiences with cops have been pretty good. Like my favorite story to tell people is still the night where me and my two friends snuck out. Went skating, went skating in a place we shouldn't have been skating, which was the gardens on El Paseo. Because they had a really nice, smooth parking lot for like flat ground skating. And so we were just practicing like getting tricks off or getting speed or speed control. Like, because we all wanted to be skaters at that point. And like, we wanted to genuinely practice and learn. It was the flattest spot in the valley, dude. Besides this one, like one long string of parking lot, which I'll tell you guys a story about that next. I'm in a talking mood tonight. I'm home by myself. So keeps me from going crazy. So we're there and we're skating, right? And then like what got me was just how nice this night was. And you know what? I'm going to do this and I got to use the bathroom real quick. So I'll continue this like one stream of thought right after an ad. Have fun. Talk to you in a minute. What is up, guys? Welcome back. Another episode of the Stoner Thoughts podcast. (laughs) Segment part two tonight as far as police stories go. So. I gave you a few of like my negative experiences in the last couple years in the last segment. So this segment, I'm going to focus on some of my best police experiences. And I know I began talking about it, but I figured I'd give you more detail because this is this is a story I think I've told before once or twice on the podcast, just in reference and then telling the story itself. So me and my buddies, this one beautiful like summer week that we had. And this week was the week that like, we always had a, a couple, a few weeks like this in the summer where me and my two best friends would just kind of be going back and forth between all three of our houses, right? We would go to my buddy's house to kick it and play video games. We'd go to my friend's, my friend's mom's house to smoke because she was never home. And we had like free reign. You know, she really didn't care that we smoked anyways. And like, we could kind of do whatever we wanted when we stayed the night there. And then we would go to my other buddy's house. And then we would just sit there, chill with him, maybe smoke or whatever, and then we'd leave. And he always stayed home because he wasn't a going out type. But this night, we started the night at my house because my mom did lasagna for dinner. And when I tell you my favorite thing that my mom has ever cooked is lasagna, this lasagna that my mom used to make, right? This shit would take my mom all fucking afternoon to do because she would wash the noodles down somehow. She put something on the bottom layer of noodles. I think it was egg wash, but I can't remember what it was, but it made like a really crispy crust. She like brushed something onto it. I don't know if it was like butter or egg wash or like what the fuck it was. And then she would put that as the bottom layer and then do a layer of sauce, a layer of cheese, a layer of sauce, a layer of cheese, a layer of sauce, and a layer of cheese. This was like three layers of lasagna sauce noodles cheese i forgot to mention the actual pasta was also between the layers all right it wasn't just like a puddle of cheese and sauce but she had this really nice brand of lasagna noodles that was the only ones that she would use when she made lasagna i can't remember what brand it was and i remember one time we even got the stuff and made our own pasta when we made our own pasta my mom made it i tell you if there's one thing i could fucking make it's pasta But my mom used the pasta that I made and made lasagna. And this shit came out delicious. And I even had like, put like an expired, like two gallons of milk back in the fridge because I told my mom like, hey mom, these are expired. But if we let them go for a little bit, we can make our own cheese out of it. We can make some mozzarella. So I made homemade mozzarella to go in this fucking thing, right? And my mom used it. I got the cheesecloth. I made it. I, I washed it. I did everything you're supposed to do to make mozzarella. And it was fucking delicious. Best I've ever had. Now, when we ate there that night, it took my mom seven hours to make this lasagna. And it was the most delicious goddamn thing we had ever eaten. I even took like she made like three fucking big ass like plexiglass trays worth of lasagna 
and it was delicious. Now, like we ate it, I took like half a tray with me to go because we were going to my buddy's house to go smoke and I knew that this shit was just gonna hit just right when we smoked. So we were walking, right? We're walking to my buddy's house. It's getting, it's like eight o'clock at night. You know, not a big deal for us at the time. My parents really didn't care either. But we get pulled over walking because apparently we look suspicious carrying around a big ass block of tinfoil, which I understood because that could have been weed, that could have been crack, that could have been meth, that could have been a brick of coke. Like you never knew how stupid people could be. But I explained to the cop, right? I come up with this story on the fly off of, off my off the top of my fucking head, right? My buddy had told his mom to tell my mom that she was going to be home this weekend and that we were going to be staying at his house for a couple days. In reality, it was just going to be me and my two buds staying at my friend's house for two days, chilling, smoking, having a great fucking time. So this cop asked, he goes, where are you boys heading? And I showed him the lasagna. I was like, look, man, I know what you think it is. It's not drugs. It's lasagna. And he goes, there's no fucking way you got lasagna. And I was like, look, man, it's lasagna. And I opened it up and showed him the plastic container that I put in. I'm like, it's lasagna, dude. And he smelled it. He goes, oh my God. I was like, yeah, my mom makes her own lasagna. Like she makes like her own, her own like lasagna. Like, and we just had some leftovers, right? And the cop like was looking at this and smelled it. And he was like, oh, that smells good, man. He goes, I bet your mom's a great cook. I'm like, yeah, she is. I'm like, she also makes really good pizzas. She makes really good. Um, it was, she used to make these like, flaky chicken with like cream of mushroom on rice and it was just perfect every fucking time and god goes well you boys have a good night and like i heard the man's stomach growl i asked him like sir how long have you been working today and my two buddies are like looking at me like why are you asking a cop this and i was like shut up trust me and the cop goes oh man i've been on the clock since about like one o'clock this morning but i have to work all day and half of tonight because well, we're just short people. This was back when I was like a sophomore. No, I was a junior in high school when this happened. And so I asked the cop, I'm like, do you want some? And my buddies looked at me and like suddenly it felt like a stroke of genius. And the cop was like, you know what? He goes, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I'm like, man, take a piece. It was already cut up into like six pieces because I had a whole half a pan. I was like, we're not going to eat all this. We're just taking this to get my buddy's mom some dinner because she worked late tonight too. He goes, I was like, I was like, I understand that you're hungry. You need to eat, man. Like, you know, you can you don't get a break. And the cop gets excited. And he's like, I, I think I still have my, my plate and my fork from my lunch I got this afternoon. Like, oh, let me go get it. Comes back. And, I, and he, he looks at me and he's like, uh, I don't know about using my fork to get it. And I was like, okay, well, just go for it, man. Like, he takes his fork, picks up the piece of lasagna, puts his fingers on the crispy cheese on the top, which was just, oh, so good. Puts it on his plate and he like looks at us. He starts getting like teary-eyed, man. I felt terrible. The cop was like, most kids don't respect cops. He's like, you know, you guys are good kids, you know, being out here and, you know, taking your buddy's mom, like her dinner and all this. Like, he's like, he's like, you guys are good kids. You guys are good kids. He keeps telling us we're good kids. I asked him like, sir, are you okay? He starts telling us about an incident that happened that day. He's like, oh, I just had to deal with, you know, a family murder today. Like, he got called to, like, a scene where, I guess, from what I could gather from his information, the dad had, like, lost his shit and shot the wife and daughter and then, like, ran out at the cops and, like, they, they, he didn't have his gun, so they just tackled him and arrested him, right? And he was like, it was heartbreaking. Like I had to see that and then I left and crime scene came in. Like it was crazy. Like I just, I don't understand it. And like, they couldn't give me the day off. I was gonna leave right then and there, but they said they needed someone to stay. And I volunteered because I need the hours to feed my family. And I was like, look, man, you got food. Have a good night, man. Like, you know, you're good. And he just said, thank you one more time. Got in his car and fucking left. And I shit you not on God, this story actually happened. Like, I could call my best friend right now. I would love to. Unfortunately for me, my best friend that was with me at this point in time passed away and I no longer talked to the other one. So, that happened. And this cop, like, was so happy, man. Like, so happy. That was one of my best experiences as a teenager because I was walking back to my house with my buddies the next day and the same cop, this is in, like, the afternoon, the same cop pulled up to us and was like, you boys need a ride. And we were like, yeah, we're just going down the street to here. 
And he's like, all right, boys. Like, he was climbing, climbing. He's like, I know it's kind of scary being in the back of a cop car. And I mean, we didn't think anything of it at that point. We were kind of nervous because my buddy, I guess, still had like his lighter and a few cigarettes on him. But like, you couldn't, I mean, we probably smelled like cigarettes, but this cop didn't care. Takes us to my mom's house. And I told the cop to prank my mom. And this, I think, is the most fucked up thing we ever did to my mom. Because this cop, Walk, he goes, oh, I got you, boys. Walks up to my door, knocks on my door, and he left my window cracked so I could hear the conversation. The cop puts on this, you know, the cop face where they're really stoic and, like, just kind of standing there, like, staring you down. And as mom goes, you know these boys? And my mom was like, oh, my gosh. She looks at the car and goes, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, oh, shit, we're in fucking trouble now. Mind you, my dad was at work, so there was really no way for my mom to like come pick us up or anything like that, because at the time, my mom didn't have her own car. They, my mom and my stepdad were sharing a car. Like, well, I shouldn't say stepdad. The man was my dad. Like, I, I didn't know my real father. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Real dad bailed out. I had stepdad. Stepdad was a much better man. My dad's at work. My mom's at home. She's freaking out, wondering what to do. And the cop tells my, my mom, that the three of us had been involved in drug manufacturing and armed robbery and pulls out his, he had a sidearm. He pulls one out and he goes, mine's in the car. This is the gun that your son, and he asks us our names. He goes, Nicholas was caught with. And my mom looks at me, jaw dropped. Just didn't know what to do because I was a pretty good kid. We all were. She's like, officer, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she yells at me and goes, what's fucking wrong with you? And the cop looks at my mom and looks at us, put, gets back in the car. And he's like, we'll give you a call in a little bit. Drives around the block. My mom freaks out when the cop and us walk up to the door. The cop, my mom was ready to strangle me. But my, my, my tears, man. But the cop looks at my mom and goes, the boys are free to go. He goes, they didn't do anything. He goes, I met these boys the other night. They're really good kids. Like, they gave me some hot lasagna that you had made. It was delicious, by the way. Like, complimenting my mom's cooking. And my mom's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. She goes, you boys did that. You didn't do anything wrong. And we're like, no, mom. Like, no, we're good. And we, you know, we all hugged it out. And the cop was like, they asked me to pull a prank on you. The cop goes, I'm sorry if I went too far. And my mom, like, looks at the cop and she goes, I'd punch you if you weren't a cop. And he was like, it's okay, ma'am. Like, I understand. Like, you know, he pat, like gives her like the, the Christian side hug as we used to call it, where he leans down with one arm and like pats her on the back. And everything is fine after this. Like, oh God, that monster went down the wrong pipe. Everything is fine after this. And... My mom was pissed at us for like a week to the point that she pranked us back by pretending to like basically have like died in the kitchen. She took ketchup, flicked it all over the walls, put it all over a paper towel and put her head down on the table with her arm holding the paper towel and a knife with like ketchup juice on it. And was just laying face down on the table when we walked in because we had told her we'd be home in like 10 minutes. And all three of us run in there freaking out, going, Mom, 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 what the fuck, Mom? And like, I'm shaking her, I'm shaking her. And like, oh man, we were freaking the fuck out, man. And my mom gets up and goes, Got you, you little punks. That's for pranking me with the police officer. Oh my God, I didn't know what the fuck to think. I was so mad. I just looked at my mom and I'm like, Okay, well fuck you like I was so pissed off man like and my mom laughed we all laughed it off and then about like three weeks later right this is the next closest time that I can think of when we had an interaction with the cops that was really really good it has gotta be like I totally didn't finish the story about when we were out skating but you know what I'll finish that one real quick long story short we're out skating cop pulls up Asked us where our helmets are. We said we don't have any helmets. Like, you know, we were debating running from the cops at that point. Cop was like, look, don't run. He goes, just promise me you boys will be safe. And we were like, yeah, sure, we'll be good, we'll be good. Hands us his card and he goes, you see anything? 
or anything happens, or you see any strange activity, call this card. Call me personally, and I will come right to wherever you are. We're like, all right, cool. And we went down like the route that like we used to take. The usual sneak out and go skate around town route, which went through the second smoothest parking lot in the entire valley, all on a longboard. You could just go across this thing. It was downhill both ways, I swear. And we had the best fucking time that night. We went to 7-Eleven, scored a free pizza and some sodas, and we bought monsters and some snacks. Cruised over to Burger King. My buddy bought like $10 burgers just for us to snack on on the way home. And then, <clears throat> and then the one thing that we didn't even plan on was we ran into my other like not best friend, but was a member of the friend group. He was out like with his two buddies skating around too. We, we all went to the park and smoked. And now this is where that card came in handy. Because while we're at the park, this dude pulls up on us on a golf cart, looks at us and he's like, hey, any of you boys interested in trying something new today? And we were all like, oh, what do you mean by something new? Like, hold on, going outside again? We were like, do you mean like, you know, like, what do you mean? You mean like alcohol? You mean like fucking, we assume he meant drugs, but didn't want to assume he meant drugs. He's like, nah, 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 I'm talking about that good. He goes, I'm talking about that fucking, uh, fucking, uh, he goes, I got some of that, uh, some of that meth and I was like what I was like what the fuck did this dude just come up to us and offer meth and yes straight up he did and by the time before I had even been able to say anything my primary best friend has already reached into my back pocket and grabbed the cops card out of it and called the number on the card So he's on the phone with the cop and I looked at my buddy and I, I heard, I saw the cops phone. he's like, hey, hey boy, like, is this the boys? Like, is this, who is this? Like, and we're like, we kind of tried to speak in code to the guy offering us meth. We're like, you know, we're just the boys, right? Like we're the boys instead of saying, we're just boys. We're like, we're the boys. And he's like, the boys, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, well, I could text you. And the cop like tells my buddy, a text message pops up from the cop and he goes, what happened? He's like, where are you? And we, my buddy stealthily like texts back and he's like Civic Center Park next to bathrooms behind bridge. Cause there was this bridge that went over the, uh, that was loud out here. Cause there was this bridge, right? Oh God, I can't record in this. Hold on guys. Just enjoy the sound of the breeze for a second. Anyways, because there's this really old wooden bridge that connects the park back to the neighborhood and goes over one of the washes, the little mini man-made canals that funnel water out of the desert when it rains too much, because we're not designed to handle that much water here. Now, all you hear from the cop is, on my way, like hang tight, on my way. And I shit you not, we heard an engine revving from miles away pulls up at the bridge, the cop gets out, pulls his gun, runs across the bridge and looks at the dude, points his flashlight at him and he has his red and blues on. So the drug dealer guy was like, what the fuck? And like, and started trying to like get back to his golf cart. And like he dropped something and none of us saw what he dropped. None of us even dared look at it. But the cop runs in and he's like, so-and-so PD, put your fucking hands up, leave these fucking boys alone. like. And the dude had dropped. Finally, when we dared to look down, when the cop was running towards us and the dude was taking off in his fucking uh, golf cart, the cop was like, where's the closest exit to this park that you can get out of on a golf cart? And we were like, on the other side by the YMCA. So the cop rips over there real quick in his car. And we see him like pull in front of the dude and we hear yelling for a few minutes. And we're like, okay, cool. Like that happened. He got him. And we get a text message that says, stay where you are. Or come, I'm come check on you. We saw the bag that the dude that was offering us meth had dropped. And it was literally full of like crystals, 
like little tiny, I don't know if that's actually meth, but it looked like a mixture of like coke powder and like some sort of like crystals. I don't know what to exactly say. Like the image is blurry in my mind, but I'm pretty sure it's what meth looks like. Let me Google what meth looks like real quick, just to be sure. My Google history is going to be very interesting. Okay, yeah, it literally was a bag of, like, meth and coke. So we left that bag the fuck alone, and me and my friends pointed out the bag to the cop. The cop goes over, picks it up, and he's just like, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's fucking meth. Like, this dude's going to jail. He's like, okay, are you boys okay? You good? We're like, yeah, we're good. We left that fucking park. It did not smoke until we got back to my best friend's house. And I smoked so much that night that I just tried to forget about it. But this cop probably literally saved our ass at this point. Now, the interesting thing behind that is like... This cop didn't have to do anything that he did. He did it just to be nice. Just to make sure that some kids out late at night were safe without really like harassing us, you know? And I thank him for that. And this is why I want people to understand that, like, not all cops are assholes. Some cops are just genuinely out there doing their job, trying to be nice and help people. The problem is, these cops, every day, have to deal with either fucked up shit or fucked up people. And us as civilians, we're expected to just understand and that's a hard thought to have. Like, that's a hard thing to process. But, you know, it is what it is. But I just want everybody, the next time you see a cop, just don't even say anything to them. Just tell them thank you, because some cops are really good. And especially towards kids and are out there trying to make sure that, like, we're all okay. We're all taken care of. We're all doing good. So make sure you do them a solid. Say thank you. Like, I get it. A lot of people are anti-cop right now. You're entitled to your opinions. I still love everybody anyways. And that's the only stories I got for tonight. So guys, have a great night. And I'll talk to each and every one of you on the next episode of the Stoner Thoughts Podcast. Good night.